Welcome, or welcome back to Turner Syndrome Talking Tea with your host, Emily Seymour. What I hope for this podcast is, I hope it makes people affected by Turner Syndrome feel less alone. And I hope it spreads awareness on Turner Syndrome because it really needs it. I have lots of different perspectives on Turner Syndrome in this podcast from ladies themselves with Turner Syndrome to mums to dads to doctors a lot of different experiences with Turner Syndrome so there's something here for everyone so I hope you enjoyed this episode Hi everyone, so we have Jane with us. Hi Jane. Hi Emily. Where are we talking to you from? I'm actually at home in my lounge in down in Kent at the moment. Ah, oh, in England. Nice, nice. Okay, so I want to chat a few things, Turners, if that's okay. Yep. What's your, what's your relationship with Turners? I don't have Turner's myself, but my daughter, Vicky, who's 24, um, she was diagnosed with Turner's when she was about seven years old. Okay. And we've had Vicky on the podcast as well. So you can go and listen to that one. What's your most challenging aspect of Turner's? I think as a mom of someone with Turner's, it's, it's wanting to protect your child and help them without being too smothering Mm -hmm. um, and letting them sort of develop themselves but but sort of cope with the challenges that Turner's places in their way but sort of do it in a way that it doesn't it doesn't overwhelm them or feel that they're you know they can't do things um whilst sort of just being really supportive of them yeah that's a really good answer I never thought of that it sounds like a very fine line it is because you know naturally as a mom you're very protective you don't you know the worst the the last thing you want is for your child to not have every opportunity that possibly there for them but you know Turner's does place challenges on you you know whether you've got to have daily injections whether you've got heart problems whether you you know you just dif- find it difficult to make friends um and as a mom you just want to protect them from that and you can't in one way um but you can just be there to support them in the background really um but as you say it is a fine balance between supporting and smothering yeah yeah what's your biggest positive of Turner's I, having met many, many girls and ladies with Turners now, what I'm always struck by is the sort of the common trait that most of them seem to have is that they're just genuinely really kind people. They don't always show it as, as, they don't always show it. It's not sort of in the, you know, over the top way, but basically they're, they're all really kind and they look out both for each other and for other people um so I think that's probably my experience is that it's it's just such a very 
warm, friendly community, all the girls and ladies that have turners. Mm. Um, and obviously, hopefully that extends to the parents as well. Yeah, 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 definitely. So we know that there's a support society in the UK. How have they helped you? I think when, particularly when Vicky was first diagnosed, it was it was just knowing that there were other people out there that were going through similar challenges to me and Vic, for Vicky, similar challenges to her. Um, and I think, you know, me as a mom, I get different things from the society than Vicky does. Um, but it's just information. It's knowing that you're not on your own and sort of all the, all the sort of challenges that you, that, that I as a mom find when, you know, put with Vicky, that there's other people that are going through similar things. We're all, all, all the girls and ladies I've met are different. They're affected differently, but there are some common things that come up and it's really quite useful to be able to talk to other parents and other moms that you know are experiencing similar or slightly different things but you sort of draw strength from that mm, yeah definitely so what's your involvement in the society um at the moment I, I I've taken a bit of a back seat because I you know my personal circumstances have changed but at one point I was um, a member of the committee um, and I often offer to sort of help out at the, at the conference. I'll often run a session or sort of help Arlene and the committee sort of run the day. But my, my involvement is, is lower than it, it was a couple of years ago. Okay. So your involvement, I think I read an article in the aspects about a little something you've done. Well, it it's... It's not something I've done. It's 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 more to do with the companies that I work for. Mm. We make personality assessments and emotional intelligence assessments, and we've been doing a lot of um, research into neurodiversity. And obviously, the ones that immediately spring to mind are things like autism, ADHD, um, etc. Um, and I. In, in in about three years ago, I think I, I at one of the conferences, I had a group of ladies who completed the, the personality assessment as part of a session that I was running um, at conference, and I pulled them out and I showed them to our researchers, and they looked at them and they said, "Oh, that's really interesting because the personalities are coming out very similar." It was only a small group I think it was about 10 people um and he, you know that our, our chief researcher said to me he said well you know what and I, I had to explain about what Turner's was and everything else and he said well do they experience any challenges in the workplace and I said yes they do a lot of them mm. um my background's HR so I know I, I sort of have sort of helped one or two of the ladies with work problems and he said, well, why don't they do our research? I said, well, I'm not sure all of them would necessarily see themselves as being neurodiverse. Um, and he said, well, most of us are neurodiverse in one shape or, or yeah. another. Um, and I sort of was explaining how sometimes, 
you know, it is quite difficult for, you know, girls and ladies with turners to sort of make friends and, and that those interpersonal things. And he said, well, it'd be great if they could do some of the research so that we can add it into our, our bigger research. But it also would be interesting if we could sort of look at whether there are some commonalities with from a personality point of view for ladies with turners because if if the, if we can identify that then you can identify what you can do to sort of help because it was one of the really interesting things that's come out of our research is that people who have some neurodiverse traits when they're in an interview, they're so busy masking the fact that they've got autism, ADHD, maybe Turner syndrome. I don't know. I, Vicky hasn't had that many interviews, so I, 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 I can't sort of speak from experience. But they're so busy hiding it that actually they don't show the best of themselves. So, uh, you know, I, I was thinking, well, I, I see Turner syndrome as a bit of a superpower because actually you are... A lot of the ladies that I've met, and we actually employ two two people with Turners, one of which is Vicky, oh. um, it, within the company. Uh, you know, they there are some amazing, you know, capabilities that they bring to an organisation. Mm. But I'm not sure that I I don't know whether they'd be that good at showing them at an interview. Mm. And I was just thinking, well, if if we could sort of identify whether there are any sort of commonalities um, with personality, then we could look at, well, what could we do to help girls and ladies um, who've got turners to be able to be more effective at work, to show them their best self in interviews and things like that. So I was quite keen to sort of get people to participate in the research and then maybe if we can if we can get a large enough sample, we can actually present that to the uh, conference and sort of share what what we found and therefore what we might be able to do about it. Mm. Does that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So it's called Splash, I think, isn't it? Well, it's it's actually called Lumina Spark. Um, the yeah. company's called Lumina Learning, um, and you know we're doing this research purely out of interest because a lot of people struggle with doing these tests as part of um, the recruitment process and we wanted to adapt our tests so that they were more that they were more inclusive to be not to discriminate against neurodiverse uh, people um, and so that's why we're doing the research um, and I just thought it would be a great opportunity and the luminous splash, the luminous spark is is a personality tool that looks at how you prefer to be in yourself, how you tend to show up at work, and then what happens when you get stressed. Um, and it creates this splash, which is where the splash comes from, and that sort of shows you what 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 you're like as a person. It doesn't mean that you're fixed and that you can't do something about it, though. It's you know you've got preferences but you know just because I have a preference to be a little bit you know goal fixated doesn't mean I'm like that all of the time it just means I have a tendency towards it and if I know that if I'm aware of my both my strengths and my weaknesses I can choose to do something about it 
But if you're not aware, sometimes your strengths or or particularly your weaknesses can sometimes take you over a little bit. Um, and so it's all about creating a bit of self-awareness so that we're more in control of how we show up and, you know, how we how we uh, behave. Mm. It's very, very interesting. I did this at conference and you download an app, I think, don't you? Well, that, that's the quick way. And, if it, you know, if anyone wanted to have a little look at it, you can download the app. It's called the the app is called Luminous Flash, um, and you can have a little play about with it and sort of see how you come out. However, that's only a very light touch version, because that you only get asked. I think it's about twenty questions. Mm. Um, as part of the research, you'll do the full questionnaire, which gives you a lot more information because obviously it's asking more questions. Um, and I think it'll take about 15 minutes to complete. Although there's no time limit on it, you can take as long as you need to. Um, but sometimes it's better not to sort of overthink it if you if you can if you can possibly do that. Um, uh, but that will give us a lot more information in terms of not just how you show up, which is what the Splash app does, but also how you prefer to be but also what happens to you when you get a bit over, uh, we call it overextended, which is when you're under stress, stress or under pressure, which often happens obviously in an interview situation. Mm. I really, really enjoyed doing this because I've done these kind of like quick things before and everyone wants a quick fix and not, everything is accurate but this is really accurate I was really surprised at how accurate it is I was like yeah well, actually yeah and it's really really good and and if you've only done the splash the, the splash that's only a very light version yeah if you did the full yeah. research you will get a, a copy of a big re of a report that gives you a lot more detail yeah and it sort of goes into you know, how you can communicate more effectively, how you like to be communicated, how you work as a team, how you can work with people that are very different to you. Mm. Um, and as I said, half of it is about if you're aware of it, you have a choice whether or not you want to adapt. But at least if you're not, if you're not aware of it, you don't even have that choice. Yeah. And I think it's... With within turners, it's quite we like to be told what to do. Mm -hmm. I think from what I've heard, what I've seen, and to be told these traits, it's really, it's actually quite good because, like you say, once you know them, because you might not be aware of some of them, then you can change if you want to. Yeah, but it's it, but I think there's also something. It's not about just looking at what happens when you're under pressure but it's also about valuing the strengths that you've got mm. because you know there's so many you know if I think about the, the 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 splashes that I've seen in the past and the small sample that I did about three years ago what what I can see from that is that you know all of the ladies that did it and I'm, I'm not saying this is absolutely accurate because it was only 10 or 12 people 
they've all got something called discipline driven. So they're really good at being very purposeful, being very reliable so that they can, you know, if they say they're going to do it, they will do it. Um, and, and quite structured about the way they go about things. They like to have a plan. They like to follow their plan. And those are all traits that are really valued in the workplace. They also tend to be quite practical and down to earth. They're often quite introverted as well. Uh, again, very small sample. I can't, I, I don't want, there's a bit of me that thinks, I think this might come out quite a lot if, if we do get a big sample for the yeah. research. But until we've done it, I can't be sure. But, you know, yeah. from, if I think about many of the um, TS ladies and girls that I've met, I do see a lot of, you know, introverted behaviour where they sort of, people are a bit measured. They prefer to sort of think things through before speaking up. Um, and they're quite sort of practical and, and a bit cautious, maybe, um, but very sort of structured and reliable and purposeful. Um, and those are all traits that we should be saying, you know, singing from the rooftops because these are things that employers actually want. Um, uh, but I think sometimes, you know, it, I, I can I can talk about Vicky because she knows that she knows I'm going to be talking about her today, so I don't think it's it's a problem. She's not very good at showing what she can do and being proud of what she can do. Mm -hmm. And I think if you, if you sort of are a bit more aware of these strengths that you've yeah. got, actually you can celebrate them rather than, you know, hiding them under the bush. Yeah. I think from my experience of a reframe has been really helpful thinking, actually, it's not boastful or like gloating. It's just talking yeah it's acknowledging it's it's not yeah absolutely i think you've you've hit the nail on the head there emily and, and i think it's sort of getting to the point where actually you can be proud of them rather than yeah. thinking well i can't mention that because that would you know that, that that's not the right thing to do yeah yeah sometimes we're too humble i think <laughs> i think I think you're right. And and part of the research also looks at some the um in personality terms, it's called the fifth factor, which is looking at your emotional intelligence. Because mm. I think very often TS ladies are quite emotionally intelligent. Uh, but they not they're lacking in things like confidence to be able to sort of speak about it. Yeah. Yeah. That is very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, as I say, I'm I'm quite passionate about the work that I do, as you yeah. can tell from what I'm saying. Um, and I know it can help. It it can help people, you know, whether they're in the workplace, whether they're looking for a job. Um, but it can just help people under by understanding themselves. You can then move forward from that in terms of, you know, being able to, you know, value difference you know, extroverts don't always see the value in introverts and vice versa. But actually, they're both useful when it's a positive version of introversion and extroversion. But we all sometimes get over, you know, overextended and, and under pressure. And then 
the extra version comes out as a bit loud and brash mm. and the introversion comes over as a bit mild and timid but that's only when you're under pressure but actually being very measured being sort of quite you know thinking about things and and, and being quite serious minded can be a huge strength yeah um yeah. but 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 sometimes we don't value it i mean i within Lumina, our, our, our sort of head of product development, she's incredibly introverted, as is our senior researcher. And very often that can get overlooked when people are going for work because you're not necessarily always so confident to be able to speak up. Mm. Um, but if, if you sort of know that that actually is a strength, it's not just a, it's not a weakness. It, it's, it can be both, but it's recognising that actually it's a strength as well. Um, I think it gives people more confidence to be able to sort of show their best self. Mm. I think everyone listening to this podcast should do this, and I'm going to link to the website and the app in the show notes. That would be great. And if you could, if I could put a shout out, if you could link yeah. them to the research, which is it? It is. It will take a bit of time. I, 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 I do accept that. But if you can link them to the research in the Aspects magazine, there's a there's a QR code that you can just um, fill in, um, that you can scan and then fill in the questionnaires. Mm. You know what we will do is we'll send you all a a, a, a free report um, at the end of it. And yeah, companies pay good money for these, so that they are quite useful. Yeah. Um, and as I say, what I'd love to do is get 100 people to fill it in so that we can actually draw some real conclusions and look at, well, what could we do to sort of support? Because my, my company is quite into um, helping organize, helping people and supporting charities. So I think I'd probably be able to persuade them to be able to, 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 to sort of perhaps come and, and do some sessions to help people. Yeah. Um, just because I know that there might be a few questions, um, is this, are you looking for mainly just the UK or can it be everywhere? No, it can, they can be from anywhere in the world. Um, we're, we're translated into about 40 languages, so um, it's better if people are to complete it in their own language, but they can select that when they when they click on the link, they can select the language they complete it in. Um, but yeah, no, anywhere in the world. And ideally sort of for age 14 plus, okay. because, because our personality continues to develop. Yeah. Um, I always sort of say we're still, we're still, we're still cooking up <laughs> until about age mid twenties. Yeah. Um, so it does change. So I, I think doing it too young, a, the questions might be a bit challenging to complete, um, but also personality still developing. So, you know, even if people have done it, in, I'd encourage you to do it again because, you know, you can see how you develop over time. And, you know, if you are aware of strengths or weaknesses, you can work on them and it, it can change over time. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so going back to the normal questions, What's your biggest message, most important message on tetanus? I think probably my biggest message is that to value the strengths that you 
brings and not be afraid of you know shouting them from the rooftops because you know they they are huge strengths that you bring this kindness this sort of slightly measured thoughtful approach you know is really helpful and you know just because i make lists i haven't got turners i'm very structured and very organized um and that's seen as a huge benefit mm. um so it, it's about valuing the strengths that you have really i'd probably say that's my most important message yeah i really like that is there anything else you'd like to add to your episode before we finish i don't think so i as i say i love the tss community you know it's it's so supportive and i know that vicky has benefited and i have benefited enormously from being part of it mm. oh well it's been such a fascinating episode and i hope you get the sign up seed that you want and everyone please do sign up i'm gonna sign up for the big one for the longer version not the big one the longer version <laughs> um so yeah please do sign up because it is really really interesting and Jane, thank you so much. And I'll see everyone next week. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you want to know more about Turners, go to www.tss.org.uk. And that is the website for the official Turner Syndrome Support Society UK charity. Or you can go back to my first ever episode on this podcast where I explain what Turners is and how it's affected me. So I hope you have a really great week and I will see you in the next episode.